All right, welcome back, Prime Time fans. We are back with episode 32 of the podcast. I'm your host, Troy. I have two co-hosts today. The one currently in here right now is Ramon. Say hello. Yo, yo. And Jared will be here very shortly. So we got a nice, quick podcast for y'all today. We're going to do some basketball talk, a little bit of football talk. Um, We're just going to keep it real simple, hit you with a couple of nice topics, and we'll be out of here. So with our first topic, we are going to discuss LaMelo Ball and his impending dominance in the NBL Australian League. And uh, we'll discuss where we think he can go in the NBA draft realistically. So, Ramon, you can kick us off. What you think? I think he's, well, from what he was, he's definitely improved. Great prospect. I think, like, if everything goes well and pans out, I think he could be a top, I'll say no lower than a top five pick. I'm not ready to say necessarily number one pick. And then if he, like, puts it all together, I think he could be a more aggressive Penny Hardaway type of NBA player. And I think best case scenario team-wise would be the New York Knicks. All right. Uh... So, me personally, before he even decided to go the NBL route, I felt like he had the most potential of all the three ball brothers, and I felt like he was going to be the best offensive player of the three, and probably the second best defensive player of the three, behind Lonzo slightly. So, I'm not surprised that he's dominating the NBL at age. I think he just turned 17. Um... But yeah, he's dominating grown men who are 20, 22, 23, 28, 30. You know, people that have been in the NBL or just in pro basketball in general for two, four, six, eight, ten years. And he's single-handedly just sweeping them up at the moment. He's playing well on both sides of the ball, and he's proven that he is a legitimate NBA prospect. I want to say two months ago, last time I looked at the way-too-early uh, potential draft rankings. I think they had him around like 37. And now I believe he's in the top 10. And uh, they believe he has a real shot to go number one overall. And I think he can. I definitely think he's talented enough. And I was hoping my Pelicans could get him. But I don't think he'll be there whenever we pick in the first. Yeah, I don't think he'll be there. I feel like I said, I think the Knicks... And like maybe the Suns would be probably the best two options. I would I would like to see him on the Suns if the Suns weren't just completely inoperable as a front office. But you can kind of roll out uh, Ricky Rubio, Booker, and him as probably like the three. Kind of like the three guard lineup, but you could pretty. That's much- what. That's why Lamelo Ball is going to be so sought after he's a he's a very versatile player he can run your offense or he can play off ball as a two guard or even a three guard because I believe at the moment he's about six foot seven right now yeah it's like six seven one sixty five 
He could be 6'8 or 6'9 by the time he actually gets to the draft. He'll put on another 20 to 30 pounds of muscle. And I think he's going to be a legitimate prospect. He he has some Kevin Durant-like features with him with more of a playmaking aspect added to him. He maybe not maybe the shooter that Durant is, but he has a style. I think overall his best position is going to be the shooting guard spot, but I very think he well can kind of he can kind of be like basically what they're going to do with D'Angelo this year. I think D'Angelo has an even crazier year this year. He's going to have those 30-plus, 40-plus type games. I think he's better suited as a shooting guard that can play make also. Yeah, another uh, facilitating two guard is, as you mentioned earlier, Devin Booker. He could play that role like him or a McCollum, except the only difference is is he ain't like a traditional point guard size. He has real height, so he can guard one through three. And if he puts the right muscle on and he's 6'9", depending on who's out there, he might be able to guard all five positions. Yeah, and a pitch for the most part, yeah. Pretty much. If he goes to the Knicks, they're going to go crazy. All right. Jared has joined. Jared, say hello to the fans. What up? What it do? What it do, baby? What it do, baby? Copyright, sir. Copyright. All right, Jared. Do you have any opinion on Lamelo Ball? Lamelo. I don't know. Maybe he'll be better than Lonzo, depending on what team he goes to. He's definitely better than Leangelo's broken ankle ass. Absolutely. Leangelo, I ain't gonna lie, Leangelo. Y'all my dogs, but boo, son. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, he he might be a solid top three pick. Just depends what team you go to. Like, Lonzo, he went to the Lakers. They really use him right. That wouldn't work out. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. needs to go to a team where he can utilize his jump shot in a proper manner. Sometimes, right. you know, drive to the basket if need be, but also facilitate and play defense on the other end. You know a team? Charlotte. He would look really good in Charlotte. Yeah. He would be a nice building block yeah. for the Hornets. And then yeah. Michael Jordan... Michael Jordan's probably the best person that he could probably be around because if he could learn some type of post game, like yeah, Michael like Jordan was the most dominant post scoring guard in the history of the league, he would, yeah, him and Rozier could be a, a very feared backcourt like four years from now. Like, look, six when they're both hitting their stride. All right. Well, let's go on ahead. I guess we'll knock out our thoughts on this SI Top 100 NBA Players list. And then we'll get into the football. So, uh, what you what you got for this topic, Ramon? What's your thoughts? Okay, first off, Blake Griffin, my second favorite NBA player, is not... They have him at 19th. And players ahead of him are Al Horford, Draymond Green, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's better than Oliver. I don't disagree with you at all. I think he's way too low. Drew Holiday at 25. 25, right? Yeah. Ben Simmons at 23. Ben Simmons is better than Al Horford with no jumper. Exactly. 
Jason Tatum is wrong though. I mean, Horford's a solid, fine player. He's an All Star. He's legitimate as they come. I don't. I wouldn't have him in my top twenty-five. Though. I'd probably have him right outside the top twenty-five. Tatum and Porzingis is way too high, thirty-fifth and thirty-seventh. Porzingis because of injuries, and Tatum had a sophomore slump. Yeah, Porzingis. We haven't seen him suit up in almost two years, so he's really going to have to bring the heat this year. My favorite player, D'Angelo Russell, at forty-four, way too low. He should be top thirty at least. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give y'all five random players in, like, the top 30, and y'all tell me if y'all believe they're ranked too high or too low. Too high meaning they're not that good, too low as they're they're ranked good, but they're not as good. All right, here we go. Number five, James Harden. Too high, too low. Uh, I think uh, that's probably perfect. That's probably right on the money. All right, that perfect's an option. I would go with too high. I would have Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis ahead of him. See, I could see the argument from both sides because James Harden's defense was pretty damn good last year, and then he averaged 36, 7, and 7. Right. So I don't know. Like, if you told me you thought he was the number two player in the league, I couldn't argue with you, but if you told me he was number seven, I'd be like, all right. So you know what? I'm going to agree with Jared. I think they got it about right on the money. All right, let's go. Okay, this is an interesting one. Number 11 is Jimmy Butler. Mm, Too high. What y'all think? I would go with too high. I, I would eat, like, even though he's my second favorite player, you could easily have Blake at his spot. Yeah, I'm going to say too okay. high. I'd put him in, like, the mid-20s. Anywhere yeah, between I think, 22, 25. I think, I think somewhere between 18 and 22 is about where he should be. I feel like, obviously, he's one of the more established two-way players in the league. But I I wouldn't put him over guys like, uh, I don't know, Marcus Aldridge, you could argue, is better than him. Blake Griffin. Chris Paul, Westbrook too, which is crazy. Westbrook, Ben Simmons, Drew Holiday. You could argue Drew Holiday's a slightly better version of Jimmy Butler. They're almost like carbon copies of each other. Bradley Beal. I don't know about Draymond. I I mean, I'd put him over Draymond. I wouldn't put him that far over Draymond though. Draymond's not seventeenth. I don't. Draymond's definitely too high. All right. Let's go with hmm, Rudy Gobert at number 14. Too high or too low? Uh, I'd say that's probably good. Was he like a two-time back-to-back defensive player of the year? Something like that. He's got a couple <laughs> defensive player of the year awards. So, I mean, that would have pretty good. I'd have him in the 20s. 20s? I could see, like, in today's game, Rudy Gobert is about the last person you want on your team because all he does is protect the rim, but he's still so valuable in what he does, and his offense is improving. So, I don't know. Me personally, 14 is a little high. I'd say maybe he'd be about, like, 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't think it's an awful ranking. Blake Griffin, Ben but, Simmons, Bradley Beal should all be a ranked ahead of him. Maybe LaMarcus. That's fair. All right. Next guy, we got Drew Holiday at 25. Going to go too low. I would have him probably at like... I would have him top 15. I would say a little too low. I think he gets overshadowed by Anthony Davis a lot, which won't happen anymore, but... I'd probably put him like anywhere between 18 and 20. Pick your, pick your spot. Yeah, I think Drew Holiday definitely could be in like the, the top like 19, 20. I'd and I can see him as low as like 15, 16. Yeah. He basically, it's basically him and Blake Griffin is like, uh, he got overshadowed because Anthony Davis and Blake because he went from LA to Detroit. Right. All right, I got one more for y'all. Let's go with CJ McCollum at 32. Damn, be that low? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's kind of low. Um, Jesus Christ. That's, that's extremely low. That's really low, yeah. I don't know, so I'm going to go with low. I would put here's some of the people that's ahead of him. Uh,. DeRozan, I think you could argue he's better than DeRozan because of his three-point shot. Doncic, I would say, eh, what, what. He's definitely better than Donovan Mitchell. He's better than Kyle Lowry. He's probably better than Chris Middleton. Yeah. You could probably say he's better than Conley. You could probably argue him over Chris Paul or Beal. You could argue him over Kemba Walker. Definitely Horford and Draymond. I'd have him like the top twenty. Yeah, I say definitely over Draymond. I'd put him in. I think McCollum should be in like the top twenty-three for sure. I think they definitely got him at least nine spots, way too low. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can I can do I can do the same thing with a few players real quick. A couple players in there. All right, I got one more little. Topic or one more question on this topic for y'all. Who is one player that you were surprised made the list? Oh, that's easy. Where is he? Let's see. Remember, I said Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I mean, that was that was one. That's probably Troy Pick, so I'm not gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with number. <laughs> <laughs> Number 84 for the Orlando Magic, Al-Farouk Aminu. Dude, I'm I'm going to agree with you. I mean, that ain't my pick, but I'm going to agree wow. with you. There ain't no way in who in the blue hell put Al-Farouk Aminu <laughs> in the top 100. He dude, this dude could of, not. He, he couldn't throw player. a golf ball in the ocean if he was swimming in it. He's 84th. <laughs> the players after him are Brandon Ingram, New Orleans Pelican. Iguodala. Iguodala is a literal finals MVP, and you telling me that he's worse <laughs> than Danny Alpha Rook Aminu? Danny Green, Zach Levine, who's very disrespected at 90. Yeah. Jeff Yeah, Jeff T. DeJounte Murray, Joe Harris, Kuzma. Kuzma at 96. Allen. What? 
What? Sports Illustrated. Dude, I don't know who wrote this article, but somebody has absolutely got to stay off the weed. Right. And the funny part about it, like they had like the like the the bio for him was like, oh, he plays great defense, but they was like he's best when placed around shooters. He's on the Orlando Magic. What shooters do the Orlando Magic have? But he's 84. I thought that one stood out. Yeah, for me, Ramon hit it on the hit the nail on the head. I don't see on what planet you could have Andrew Wiggins in the top one hundred. He's super inefficient. He's super ineffective. He plays no defense. He has no offensive moves that he can put together and do more than once. He can't shoot. Did I say he can't defend? He can't defend. He only averaged like 18 points a game, and that's with a super high usage rate. I just, I don't know. The only reason I won't go with Wiggins is because if he made number 100, that means they barely put him up there. They were probably debating who else could we put here. So, yeah. I feel like they just got a, a dartboard and it was like, all right, whichever this lands on, that's the 100 play. All right, Wiggins. Wiggins? He's named, he was the former number one pick. He's got to be on the list somewhere. Pretty Have you seen there. his braids? We got to put him up there. There you go. All right. Oh, so yeah. Wait, wait, think... wait, wait, wait. Oh, what wait. you got, Ramon? What you got? Wait. Where is he? Markel what Fultz. number is Zion? I'm looking at it. 42. Interesting. Yeah. That's not I bad for a rookie. I would have had him on this list, but I wouldn't have had him that high. Yeah, when I saw that on ESPN, played. I saw it on first take. I was like, damn, 42, man, he can play one. Got like, you know, he oh, five know, you I would have had to be trash when you a former number one pick and a current number one pick is 60 spots ahead of you. <laughs> I would have had him at like 70. I would have put him at 75. Like six, yeah, like 70 something. Son, like, that's literally five whole NBA franchises worth of players that's better than Andrew Wiggins, son. Like, that many spots. A whole franchise. Five of them. Andrew Wiggins. Do something. Get back. (laughs) You're fired. And not only that, he arguably has the absolute (laughs) worst contract in the history of basketball. Him and Nicholas Batum are having a a, a, a a turtle race right now and they're crawling to the finish line. Oh yeah, another another random player. 70, Thaddeus Young, really? Thaddeus Young on, on the list, top 100? Thad Young. I think Thaddeus Young de- deserves to be on the top 100, but I think they had him in the 60s. I would have had 70. him more like in the 70s or, 90, or 80s or 90s. No, I'm just looking at these players that's like ranked ahead of Andrew Wiggins. It's hilarious. Harrison Barnes, PJ Tucker. Dude, you telling me Harrison Barnes is better than Brandon Ingram? What? On what planet? Ricky Rubio, PJ Tucker. 
Laurie marketing is better than Zach Levine. I don't see it, but oh, I do. I think Laurie marketing could be like thirty spots higher. Personally, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That. I mean, I think things. you should be higher, but I mean. I don't see uh, Stephen no, Adams at and, 40. Uh, Zach Levine in the 90s is a crime. He, he averaged like 26 points a game last year. I, yeah, that that's a crime. Kevin Love at 41. Kevin Love hasn't done anything in centuries, and he's at 41. I have no idea how. Above, He's a former Paul Hall of Famer. Famer. I understand it. I understand it. Above Paul, Paul Millsap. Paul Milsap, Milsap, Paul Millsap was really, really good in the playoffs last year. So I think, I don't know. They might have chewed him a little bit. Gallinari at 50. That's funny. Even though he had a great solid year, but 50, no. Yeah, Gallinari's pretty good. He, he's pretty good. He holds his own. I mean, not 50, but yeah. I mean, he's a, a small forward who stretches the floor and hits threes. I mean, if you do that well, you're going to be in the top 100. Ain't no Disrespect, question about that. Disrespectful to the sixth man of the year, 53rd, Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams. I, I was gonna, I was gonna mention him. I mean, Jesus, come on, he should at least be in the top like 45, 40. I can understand you have him a little bit lower because he comes off the bench, but the man averages over twenty points a game. Otto Porter, fifty-seven, he, outrageous. He, he won two games over the 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 fully healthy Warriors in the first round. Trey Young, sixty-two, disrespectful. Him balled out this year. Hey man, Luca. Yeah, him. He shouldn't be too, too, too far behind Luca. I'd probably have Luca around like twenty eight, twenty nine. Trey Young's because of his defensive value and his positional value, I'd probably have him about 10, 15 slots behind. Yeah, he's basically Curry, Steve Nash is. Yeah, he just needs a little time. He'll be in the top. He'll be in the top thirty next year, probably. Or if he not in the top thirty, he'll be close. 25, 30, 80 night, and then like 10-plus One person I think is way overrated on that list and the ESPN list is De'Aaron Fox. Like, I think he's a very unique talent, and I think he has a lot of potential, but he has not shown it all yet at all. Where was Fox on this list? What number was he? I don't see it. I think he's, I think he's either – he's 24. Like 24, 21 on ESPN's list, and he's in the 30s, I think, on the SI list. That's just, that's way too high. He ain't better than Trey Young. Scoring, yeah, that's true. The only thing he does better is maybe defense. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a solid player. He's improving, though. He's solid. As far as like point guard and stuff, I'd rather have like Trey Young and Luca and this. But he's not too far behind. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up the basketball topics. We yeah. can head on into football. football. All right. So, with our first topic, we have our week three power rankings. Jared, who are your current top five teams in the NFL after week three? Alright. So I'm gonna go number one, New England. Boo. Two Chiefs. Dallas Ooh. three. Rams four. Dallas. And then number five. 
Number one, no surprise here, New England Patriots. Okay. Number two, again, no surprise here, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, we're going to go with the L.A. Rams. No surprise here. Number four, I'm going to go with a Troy Special who made his top five last week. And I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills at number four. Interesting. And number five, pays me to say this, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. At five? Me and Ramon's list is almost a carbon copy. I only got one difference. And it ain't the team. It's the order. Number one, I got the... Number one, I got the Chiefs. The only reason I dropped the Patriots is because they lost Antonio Brown. Um, and I feel like the Chiefs may have had a tougher strength schedule so far. They had to beat the Ravens. They had the Raiders at uh, Oakland, and uh, who they played week one? Week one was a wash. They blew somebody out. Yeah. Anyway, number two, I got the Patriots just ever so slightly behind the Chiefs. They have the better defense, but I get the slight edge to the Chiefs because of Mahomes. Number three, I also have the Rams. Number four, I also have the Bills, who I had on the list last week. Buffalo, we coming. Upset special, Buffalo beats New England this week. And number five, I got the New Orleans Saints. Buffalo beats New England. Uh, that's a, that's a Jerry, you should be ashamed of yourself. The Cowboys have played literally nobody. No way yeah, third, sir. I mean, they play us next week, so. But you can't deny that uh, Dak Prescott and Zeke aren't doing shit because Zeke had, what, 145 last week? No, he had 125 I mean, last that's week. Dude, honestly, I believe if you put Ramon behind the Dallas O-line <laughs> playing the Miami Dolphins, Ramon's running for 140. <laughs> 140? You mean 142? Wait, they did, didn't they play um, They played the Redskins. They, uh, oh, the Redskins, I think. Right. And then they put Tony Pollard in. He got 100 yards, too. So. You talk about putting me back there. You could put... Number one hundred ranked Andrew Wiggins back there. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is a, a damn god. Alright. Alright, I got a quick little topic here. Same as last week. We're gonna do the same two topics we did last week thrown in here. We'll, I'm gonna let y'all each go one at a time. I want y'all's game of the week this week in the NFL and a prediction on who wins the game. Jared, that's you can easy. go first. That's an easy one. Game of the week. Who's your game of the uh-huh, what you got? All right. No bias game of the week. I got the Saints-Dallas only because 
only because if Dallas was at home, it would have been a different story. But the Saints are actually at home, which gives Teddy Bridgewater some kind of slight advantage. Um, last year, the Saints lost because of a pretty gay fourth down call, but or fourth down <laughs> ruling, I should say. So, Son, I this man, that, Cole Beasley, was two and a half yards short of a first down. And we couldn't, we couldn't challenge. So, only problem I got is Dak is probably gonna dot us up. So we gotta stop Zeke and make him just throw it all day. That's that's the only. Marshawn Lattimore, get it together. Simple. It's simple as that because Dak's gonna dot us up. So I'd rather just. I don't know. We can't let Dak and Zeke go off. It would be it'd be a long day. What they're gonna do? Watching that game last week, they're gonna they're gonna put realistic. Gonna put eight in the box and just let everybody man up. They're gonna man up on Austin Carr. Who the hell is that? And then they might double team Mike Thomas for safety every now and then. So it'll be all it'll right. Be so you got Saints game. Cowboys. What's your prediction? Official score. Prediction official score. I'm gonna go 34 Saints 27. Cowboys. It'll be just like the last game. Only problem with the Seahawks is that they score late. This one's going to be back-to-back-to-back. It's going to be one of those So you got a classic shootout, not a blowout, followed by garbage time. Basically, it's going to be a classic shootout. Get your popcorn ready. All right, Ramon, what you got for game of the week? Game of the week is the undefeated Chiefs versus the Lions. Upset special, Lions beat Chiefs 28-35. Matt Stafford game with a touchdown. Okay. Quick, short, and to the point. (laughs) I'm going to follow you up with another battle of undefeateds in the AFC East. I have the New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Uh And I'm going to have the Bills winning this game 23-20. Overtime, 50-yard field goal for the win. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So probably all, all right. our predictions are going to be the opposite. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Sounds about right. <laughs> all right. One, one last NFL topic. We're going to hit the fantasy football. Just give me one stardom and one sit this week for fantasy. Well, I'll let Ramon go first on this one. Going to go at the start of the week. Damn, Daniel. Daniel Jones, my new starting quarterback, by Marcus Mariota. Okay. All right. I like that. I just put uh, Daniel Jones as my starting quarterback in the league, so I'll take that. I'm going to go sit him. It's going to be a tough one, but I'm going to go sit Michael Thomas. There's no way. There's no way. Either sit Michael Thomas or sit Kamara because they're going to hone in on one of them. It's, it's, there, there's no way they're both going to get combined 200 yards in my opinion all right so so who is your sit ramon and who's your stardom jared who you starting jared who you sitting ramon i'm starting Start daniel, jones. daniel jones oh y'all both starting daniel jones yeah, okay i'm starting I daniel you. jones too i like that pick and i'm sitting gonna michael sit, thomas i'm gonna sit matt ryan against the titans that's fair all right my stardom for the week I'm going to go, let's see. Let's go Emmanuel Sanders against the Jaguars. It looks like uh, Jalen Ramsey will not be playing in this game. 
And for my sit em, sit down, Tariq Cohen versus the Vikings. Another great start of the week, Dalvin Cook. That's obvious, though. Dalvin Cook's a must play. McCaffrey, a must start. Kamara, in my opinion, is a must start regardless. Another sit, another sleeper sit. I've sit maybe Carson Wentz. Yes. That Green Bay defense, Carson Wentz hasn't even been doing shit. Six touchdowns, two interceptions in three games. Sit Baker Mayfield. That dude. Sit back, yeah. That, Start yeah. any San Diego Chargers against the Dolphins defense. There you go. Start if you got Justin Jackson, start him. If you got Eckler, start him. Obviously, he's Sleep, never gonna bench Keenan Allen. Start, sleeper start of the week. Our new starting quarterback since Cam Newton is out indefinitely now. Kyle Allen. Yeah, I guess All right, I got one more. I got one more stardom for you. If you got Smith, start him against the Saints. I, I, I oh, yeah. you will hit a deep route at least once, and that'll be five yeah. points off that one play. See, I'm gonna have to disown you now because I know played- Evan Smith dropped the touchdown last week <laughs> against the Dolphins. Yeah, he plays the Dolphins. I'm like, oh, yeah. I said, start him against the Dolphins. He Luckily drops the touchdown pass. And he gets sleeper like six starter, Last sleeper starter is whoever is the Giants' backup running back. There you go. Wayne Gallman. You, you know go. what? I'm going to disagree with you. If you got Wayne Gallman, do not play him. He actually is garbage. I don't care <laughs> what Saquon Barkley used to do again behind the Giants' line. He will do anything behind the Giants' line. He is not Saquon Barkley. Don't waste a waiver pickup on him. Don't start yeah. him. He is not going to produce. Unless you have Saquon Barkley. That is the only reason you should pick him up. If you don't have Another- Saquon Barkley... I wouldn't touch him with a 40-foot pole. <laughs> Derrick Henry should be able to run wild on the Falcons because they're the Falcons. Yeah, their defense is pretty inconsistent. Their pass defense is pretty shit. Hollywood Brown against the Browns. Kendall Sheffield, he ain't done shit. So, that's tough. So. Also, set Juju against the Bengals because... One, I'm hearing that a lot, too. Mason Rudolph is trash. And two, Juju's kind of banged up. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has been getting a lot of attention without um, Antonio start Brown. Start DK Metcalf against the Cardinals. That's and... a good start. Oh, I see a lot of people are, um, including Troy, starting that tight end for the Seahawks. I'm start if you got Will Desley and you're not playing in a uh, an optional tight end league, start him. So yeah. if you have to start a tight end and you got Desley, start him. If you are in a league where tight ends count as receivers, you could potentially count him as a flex this week. I believe he has a solid matchup against the Cardinals. Another sleeper, even though he seems to find the fountain of youth, Greg Olsen, even though I'm probably not going to play him, but Greg Olsen. Greg Olsen is almost must-start territory at this point. He's tearing it up. Pretty much every season. Oh, wait, I got one last one. If you have Jason Witten, I can guarantee you every time they play the Saints, he scores twice. If you got Jason Witten, start him against the Saints. But if you got Blake Jarwin, you might want to start him too. Tight ends are the Saints kryptonite. They, if you got a tight end playing the Saints, you play him. Which means none of that's going to happen and Randall Cobb is going to go off. Blame. <laughs> Von Bell is going to have a monster career game against the A tight end this week. 
Don't right. start the Saints defense. There you go. <laughs> I'm starting the Saints yeah. defense. Uh-uh. Well, in one of my leagues. Because it's either that or I play the Eagles against Green Bay on a short week. So I'm going to yeah. go with the Saints. Yeah, go with the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I don't have too much of an way, option. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right, All right. Let's get into this college football. What are y'all top five in the moment for the Heisman race? Ramon, you can go first. Number one, Joe Barrow. LSU, number two, Tua, Alabama, three, Justin Fields, Ohio State, four. Fields. Yeah, four. Going to go with the running back out of Wisconsin, Taylor. Okay. And fifth, Jalen Hurts. All right. All right. Solid, solid list. Jared, what you got? Here's my top three. You can put anybody one and four and five because they only invite three anyway. We already know who's going to be number two. All right, fair enough. By default. Top three, number one, Joe Burrow. Just give this dude the Heisman now. He is killing it. Okay. Number, All number right. two, Jonathan Taylor. What? Say what you want about the okay. Big Ten. That dude ran all over Michigan's defense. Oh, wow. I know who number three is. Number three. Yeah. Unlikely pick. Chase Young. That dude. What? That dude has, what, six sacks in three games and, like, three forced fumbles? Yeah. He got a couple. couple. See, the thing about. The thing about. Four, you're going to throw in Stan Fields. And number five, Jared, just give me one more name, son. Just say Tua. Or round it out with Tua and Stan Fields. There you go. There's Jared's top five. The thing, about, the, the thing about exactly. quarterbacks, like Tua, Tua don't deserve to be in the Heisman talk at all. Because that dude, they don't play nobody. Just, what, Hurts got like, what, 800 total yards so far? I can't even name one person, like one team they actually played this season. Son, Ohio it's, it's, State, their only Ohio challenge State this year is going to be Wisconsin because Michigan that, sucks and Penn State sucks. So like, well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Justin Fields is going to light it up. Justin, that's, that's why I didn't put Justin Fields in my top three because another quarterback playing 100 ranked defenses. Well, you got like all jokes aside, this might be the easiest schedule Ohio State has ever had just based on how their in, in conference opponents look right now. Like Michigan, yeah, so, they don't look like they can beat a D2 school right now. Well, well, well the thing well, is, <laughs> the thing yeah. is, whoever, whoever wins Wisconsin and Ohio State, they'll probably rematch in the Big Ten championship anyway. So. It's not a huge game for playoff contentions, but if, if Wisconsin that's, wins... That's the Big Ten right there. That That's the game. That you know is the saying, game. Like, on the, yeah, <laughs> so the first time they play, and, bo- and so let's say Ohio State win, and they both Wisconsin win... And, well, that depends. They, they, like, that's a, they play each other. In my opinion, those, those two teams right there, they should be 12 and 0 and 11 and 1 facing in the uh, Big Ten championship that's, that's in a rematch. Who wins that's the regular it. season? I don't know, but it would be something if whoever wins in the regular season loses, and then they're both 12 and 1. And you're like, do we put one of them in? Man. Do we put both of them in? <laughs> do we put neither one of them in? Like, <laughs> okay. I, now I think since I think with this thing with uh, the top five right now, there's three SEC teams in the top four. I think you have yeah. to put. At least a one, one loss, big team. So. Yeah. 
So whoever Probably wins the Big Ten championship out of those whoa, two. Whoa, 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 Georgia, whoa. Chill out. Yeah, I can't deny that. I can't deny Jake that. Jake from gonna, State Farm, chill out. It's going to be another uh, LSU. But LSU and Alabama might play in the in the championship. Dude, we're going to have conference. Game of the Century Part 2, son. This will be the true Game of the Century. LSU yeah, and Alabama is both going to be not. undefeated. Right. They're going to be number one and number two in the in the college football playoff rankings. Yep. They're going to bump Clemson down to three, yep. and they're going to go to war. Georgia will be four, Ohio State five, and Wisconsin six. Whoever wins that goes to number four. Oklahoma and Texas will also be right there in the top ten probably. All right, but but before we get too distracted, I still got to get my top five for the Heisman. Yeah. Number one, I got Tua Tagovailoa. You asking? All right, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to do the Stephen A. Why? Well, <laughs> Alabama and Alabama's meat, the committee, their mouth. Yeah. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Number two, Joe Burrow. Why? Because he's lighting it up. Simple. Joe Burrow's a solid pick, yes, sir. Number three, I got Wisconsin running back, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Why? Why not? I mean, Melvin Gordon, Monty Ball. Mm-hmm. If, if you're a White. running back or an offensive lineman from Wisconsin, you're going to go somewhere in the NFL. You may be right. a bust like Monte Ball, but you're going to have an opportunity to prove you can play. There was, a, there was another one, too. I think his last name was Clay. It was a three-headed monster. It was James White, Monty Ball, Rex and Burkhead. Clay. Might have been. Rex Burkhead was one of them, too, wasn't he? Oh, they had Jared yeah. Abadaris that year. I think that, was, that wasn't the same year with, with no, Russell Wilson won there that year. But, man. Yeah, I remember Clay. I don't remember his first name, but he was solid. All right, number four on my list currently, I got Trevor Lawrence. Why? Well, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. His team's undefeated. His stats are solid. That simple. Number five, I got a sleeper. And a guy who I think at the end of the day could be one of the three invites. I'm going to go with Anthony Gordon, QB, Washington State. Why? Oh, yeah, the dude yeah. literally just threw nine touchdown passes last week against UCLA. <laughs> and lost. And lost. But that wasn't his and fault. And I mean, lost. Yeah, his defense, <laughs> special teams, UCLA special teams came out of fucking nowhere. Dude, I watched that whole game. The first 30 minutes, I wasn't – or the first 30 real minutes, I wasn't paying attention because after two blinks, Washington State was up 49 to 17. Yep. There you go. 49 to 17 people and they oh. lost. They were There's there a, was um, like 6 minutes left in the third quarter and they were up by 32 and they lost. There's a highlight of the game on YouTube I watched. It was like 13 minutes, but they just showed basically There was play. like There was a 14 and a half minute stretch where UCLA outscored them 43 to 14. Yeah, How do you give up 43 they- points in 14 minutes? They scored 21 to 28 unanswered. So, really a couple, they had a kick return. They had a dude I had still think Washington State's uh, What happened was they their defense just gassed, and then Chip Kelly opened the playbook, and they just started yeah. Washington. Washington State usually has a good defense. They have a good coach and a good quarterback. Their season's not over. If they could win the last 10, I could see them – potentially making a move to try to get back in the top four, depending on if the chips fall that way. 
probably won't happen, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who's the big game in college this week? Uh, I think uh, Ohio State Nebraska is a college game day for some reason. Not really. Probably. Even, I'll probably watch a little bit of it. They think it's a they, they think it's one of those Purdue trap games. Ohio State, yeah. Okay. Um, who LSU play this week? When does Auburn and Florida play? LSU has a bye week. Oh, oh wow. Okay. All right, I got it. Game of the week: Auburn at Florida. Who y'all got? Yeah. Just give me a quick score. Florida. Uh. Florida 28-17. Okay. What you got, Ramon? Auburn 13-10 in a terrible game. I'm going to go. I would rather Florida win this game because they've been talking shit and I want them to be undefeated when LSU plays them. Mm. So give me Florida 26-22 in a weird semi-shootout. Somebody gets a same and that will wrap up college football. Uh, if y'all have anything else to add, you can add it now. Bo Nix is very, very overrated. I think it's trash. Yeah, he's poo. He, yeah, he ain't even he's just, he's poo. <laughs> oh. Got anything else, Ramon? Nope. Alright, well, shout out. Shout yourselves out if you want. Shout out for me actually getting on this thing. Wonder what that dude Zach up to. I wonder if he, Zach got his ass beat by like a sergeant yet. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry for hitting us with the podcast tonight. He came yeah. on here. He discussed some football and some basketball. Uh. Anyway, y'all football can follow LeBron me. James, so. <laughs> uh, yep. Y'all can follow me at Nolatroy504 on Twitter. Everything else, 504 Boy Troy. I think my Instagram is 504 underscore Troy. I'll never talk about Instagram, but you can follow me there. And then don't forget Zach. His social medias are Zachariah Scott 3, pretty much across the board. And uh, Ramon, shout out whoever you want. Shout yourself out. Uh, it's Razor Ramon, Twitter, Instagram. RDH32 Snapchat and that's about it my birthday is coming up on the 27th and I got the next three days off so yeah get crack a bottle <laughs> let your body wobble <laughs> whoa 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 chill out Eminem yeah. chill out <laughs> looking like a starving model you just hit the lotto whoa, whoa. okay alright <laughs> Sign this man to a record deal. Nah, my my musician skills are uh, not there. But anyways, thank you all for checking out the Primetime Podcast, episode 32. We are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.